by far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. I'm re-airing an important series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. If you're a dude trying to win back your girl, pay attention. There are some obvious traps causing you to fail in your mission. Go to smalleyinstitute.com and join the free online community and course, Win Back the Heart of Your Wife. Now, here's me and Seth, my old comrade in arms and the hero's guide to winning back your wife. We have landed on the seventh week in our series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. Today's show could possibly be, and I know I say this a lot, and I frankly I mean it every time I say it, it might be the most important show of the series because you're going to learn the one question you have to ask on this journey of winning back your wife. And frankly, if you don't ask this question, you'll likely lose your wife. However, if you ask this one question and don't follow through, well, my friends, let's just say your hero's journey could be over for sure. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, Michael Smalley, staring at my co-host who is laughing at me during my introduction, making me feel incredibly self-conscious. Seth Johnson. Uh, what? I just feel like I might need some sort of visual diagram to follow the thought stream. If you do ask, oh, but I don't know. ask, but then you think about not asking in the inverse relationship of the hypotenuse... I'm pretty sure hypotenuse was nowhere near what I said, <laughs> but it may have felt like it. I know. It, it got me a little. <laughs> My mental gymnastics. I was like, I need to stretch. Look, you better ask this question or you lose her. But if you ask this question and you don't follow there, you're also going to lose her. Pretty much you're dead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you should stop listening. Oh, wait till next episode. The ninth? Yeah. Or, yeah. No, the eighth. The eighth one is a yeah. real doozy. Oh, all right. Yeah, people are going to be like, why would they even record this? All right, all right, folks, put on your thinking caps. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> no, it's just going to be downright depressing. Oh. Yeah. How's that for a, yeah. a teaser? <laughs> There's something to look forward to, folks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually really enjoyed this series, The Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife. This came from my brother-in-law. It was his thought. Mm -hmm. And as you know, we had him on early on. Yes. And then um, we've basically blown him off every, <laughs> ever since. He's dead to us. Yeah. Well, I feel bad. And I actually was going to text him today saying, hey, we're going to record some of the Heroes Guide stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you want to? And I forgot. Oh. Wow. You know what we could do, but we didn't hook up the computer. Dang we it. could have tried to call him. Yeah. Done a surprise call. Yeah. But he rarely answers. 
And it's so much better when he's in the studio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe we'll try to get him down for the, At for least the, last, the last one. one. Yeah. <laughs> there's only, after today's show, there's only two more. Yeah. Makes me sad. It's like, become an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> an old friend for 10 weeks. So I think you're fairly aware of what this one question is. Yeah, I mean, I've read ahead. Yeah, there's notes. <laughs> so, But even if you hadn't looked at the notes, would you have known what I was talking about? Uh, no, I'm not that aware. Really? Yeah. All the shows. My book, nothing. <laughs> really? I mean, I, my mind would have gone to so many, so many places. I'm like, I don't know. What's the next question? Well, coincidentally, this is also Seth's last show <laughs> as well. There goes my <laughs> hero. <laughs> That was nice. Thank you. That was well done. So what is this one question you might be wondering? And some of the more intense, detailed people are already irritated with us (laughs) because we have been bantering for the first several minutes of our show. But this one question, it's something I learned early on in my own marriage Mm -hmm. where, you know, sometimes, Seth, I don't know if you ever go through this because you're, you are perfect, (laughs) but... Sometimes you have the best of intentions to like help your spouse, right? Or or even someone else, mm-hmm. and you just go barreling forward, and you do whatever's in your head that you think they're really going to appreciate. Yeah, and you never ask them a if they would appreciate this thing you're about to do, mm-hmm. and so the next thing you know, you're doing it, and they're furious. Or they're upset, or disappointed, or hurt, or angry, or, and you're like, "What is going on? Right. I'm trying to be really good to you. H- how am I getting yelled at? Or how are you upset over this?" And I did that early on when we moved from. Let me try to remember this. When we moved from Chicago to Branson okay. after grad school. All the boxes arrived at our house, yeah. right? Which is chaos. Right. And my yeah. wife doesn't like that. She loves a clean environment. She's not like a freak about it, which I actually really appreciate. But she also, mm-hmm. she would rather it be organized than, on, than not organized. Right. right. And so all these boxes are everywhere. It's kind of chaos. We have three tiny, tiny kids, or actually at that point, two little kids. And in my head, I think, you know what? The two babies who are like toddlers mm-hmm. and me were like a hurricane. So <laughs> we basically don't clean or organize anything. We unclean and unorganize everything. Yeah. And I'm like, she is so stressed out. All these boxes are here. You know what I need to do to help? I just need to get the kids, get them out of the home, keep them preoccupied so that Amy can nest. Yeah. Right? She can unpack at uh-huh. her own speed and she doesn't have to worry about the kids making a mess and her husband making a mess. I thought it was very loving. And um, I don't know, maybe two days into this strategy. And I never asked her, Hey, would this be helpful? Yeah. I just did it. Assuming it would be helpful. Can I take a guess that she felt like you were avoiding the work or something? Or trying to get uh, out of it? I was at McDonald's. The kids were in the play thing. Mm-hmm. Phone rings. I'm like, Hey baby, what's going on? She's bawling. I'm like, Oh, this is good. <laughs> yeah. I go, what happened? She's like, why have you abandoned me? 
I went, abandoned? Wait, what are you talking about? You've left me here for the last two or three days, whatever it was, and I've had to do all the unpacking myself. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I haven't abandoned you. I've been helping. <laughs> I have gifted you. This is a blessing. <laughs> what is your problem? And it just blew up in my face. And what I realized fairly quickly <laughs> is in my... Now, looking back on it, it could have also been like a passive-aggressive or unconscious... I just don't want to have to do any of this work, but hey, let me be a servant. <laughs> right. But I, I really don't. I, I, that was what I thought would be helpful for her. And what I realized is all I had to do when I saw all those boxes, because that's where my heart was, was, oh my gosh, this must be so overwhelming to my wife. Yeah. What I should have done was said, hey, what can I do to help? Because I could only imagine how overwhelming this is. And then if she had said... Honestly, could you just keep the kids out of here so I can do this? I would have been fine. Right. Or she would have said, hey, let me take the kids and you just get everything out of the boxes and I would have been fine. Mm -hmm. And so the all-powerful question for this episode is, what can I do to help? Or what can I do to make this right? So this is a hero's guide to winning back your wife. You might ask the question more specifically, gentlemen, hey... What can I do to repair the damage I've caused in our relationship? So it's putting the ball in their court. Well, it, not only does it put the ball in their court, it the, the, the reason this question is so important, gentlemen, is you're going to miss the mark if you don't ask. Mm -hmm. You're going to do things like, for example, you know, picking up the kids more. Or, or you know, I once actually had a husband whose wife told him to get out of the house mm -hmm. and kicked him out. And in his efforts to win her back, he kept mowing the lawn every week. Which, does it sound yeah. evil on no, the surface? Yeah. Not at all. Whoa, did that backfire. I mean, she felt threatened. She felt like he was shaming her. Like, you can't even take care of the lawn so without me. This. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, it, yeah, it ended up being a huge negative for him. And he made the same mistake I had. He just didn't ask her. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, I get it. I understand why you're kicking me out. I want to make things right. What can I do? And guys, it's okay to ask. Like he could have said, I mean, I want to, you're right. I've blown it. I want to make things right. I mean, would it be at all helpful if I kept mowing for you? Or do you just want me nowhere near the house? Y yada, yada, yada. Right. I signed Feldy in that. <laughs> right. Yada, yada, yada. So the all powerful question is just asking. Because what happens when you ask that, Seth, is. Their, his wife, will your wife will give you the roadmap towards recovery. Yeah, it's the play-by-play. -play it is. Of, yeah. And so I'd suggest bring a pen and paper, <laughs> get your phone out and say, I'm not ignoring you. I just want to write these things down mm -hmm. so that I don't mess it up. And let me make sure I understand this stuff. Ooh, that's really big. That's not in the notes. Oh, to make sure you understand. Yeah. Yeah, to recap. Yeah. Because you might want to, have, upon asking the question, when she responds, or if she responds, because she might not, she might not be right. ready. Yeah. And, and therefore, gentlemen, you've already learned, respect that boundary. Mm -hmm. And then come back a week later, two weeks later, a month later, whatever it is, you can ask again. But even when she shares it with you, just ask some clarifying statements. Mm -hmm. So she, like my, you know, if it was my wife, I could imagine her saying, well, I mean, I guess it would be help. It would help if you just help keep up with the home. I don't know what that means. Right. Found it. Yeah. It's here. Hey, the home's still standing. 
So I would want to ask, hey, I'd love to help keep up with the home. Mm-hmm. Can you just help me understand specifically, like, what kind of things? Like, are you talking about dishes? Are you talking about the yard? Are you talking right. about, you know, whatever? Yeah, and I think um, I think I've, I've heard you say something similar as well of, like, repeating back what you, uh, what you think you hear. It's like, what I hear you saying is this. Is this true? Like, um, am I correct in what I'm hearing? So then you're able to state how it comes across to you and give them the opportunity to correct. Yeah. Um, what it is. Yeah, because, you know, you could ask this question and still miss the mark if you mm-hmm. don't clarify. Now, she might give you something very specific. Yeah. Right? Like, whatever. Uh, well, what can I do to repair the damage I've caused? It might be you need to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you might want to ask, well, okay, so do you want any texts? Or, like, are you literally being no communication? Yeah. That is about as much as I would ask. If they give you, you know, something very specific, like, well, honestly, you could go and apologize to my mother or my parents or right. whatever, then you kind of know. I feel like a, a pitfall that I would fall into in this is um, when asking those clarifying questions, uh, having to be careful of how I deliver them. Yeah, your your tone. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like I. Because that's one of my biggest weaknesses with Shauna is my tone of how I convey things. Um, I, I feel like I would almost be belittling her answer with questions like, um, okay, so you want me to leave you completely alone? Oh, like, no text? Yeah. No, like, you just got me to bristle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm, I am asking clarifying questions, but that's not get being productive and if you've gotten in trouble with tone before it might not be the worst thing to to kind of say that up front hey listen i know that there's a lot of times my tone has come across wrong so i just want to say out loud mm-hmm. i genuinely wanting to make sure i i'm understanding you so i wrote these questions down on poster board yeah with like love actually and i have <laughs> a cd playing behind me <laughs> yeah i'm thinking they might think that's mockery <laughs> Just a shot. Okay. Just a thought. I'll tear up those poster boards. Well, and, and here's what happens. When you ask this kind of a question, what can I do? Like, how can I make this right? How can I repair what I've done? How do I how do I show you that I want to change and, and love you better? It it starts off very quickly just validating her. Like, yeah. asking the question tells her, I, I'm acknowledging I've messed up with you. I've wounded you. And so... I want to make it right. So it validates, which, as we've learned in many shows on this podcast, when someone feels validated, they tend to relax mm-hmm. right, and open up and calm down and take a deep breath. So that's a huge benefit of doing this. And then many times you're going to be, and I say many times because, again, your wife might be riddled with negative beliefs about you and she thinks you're full of poop. Right. And this is not a legitimate thing. Yeah. And so... But you can also, by asking this question, you're more than likely going to be received like a servant. Yeah, like like someone who's looking to help. To do the right thing and to serve her, which is also another way that when people feel like they're being served by someone, that softens them. That's Mm -hmm. positive. That's a huge deposit in their life emotionally, relationally. And those are just two of the big benefits of asking this question. So... Uh, what, what about if, 
Like you're not then viewed like as a servant. Is that a deal killer? Like no. if you're not, if she doesn't feel validated, like there's no excuse not to do this. Yeah, there's right? no excuse. Yeah. yeah, and 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 actually, I think we're even gonna. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it a little bit on this show, but even next show, we're gonna deal a lot with because because I don't even want to say the, the depressing show. Yeah, I'm not even gonna give what the <laughs> title is. That's that's a good teaser right there. Everyone just cozy up next to your podcast yeah. playback device. And by the way, this is what was it the seventh? Yes. Um, if if you are listening to the show from our website, mm-hmm. then there will be links to this series, so you can click on the Hero's Guide to Winning Back Your Wife, and it'll pull up all the episodes. So Sweet. if you're just tuning in for the first time, why haven't you been listening? I guess is my first <laughs> question. But then you can actually go back and hear them all. Sweet. So, so here's the deal. Remember when you kind of made fun of me and laughed at me during my intro? Uh, I remember that time. Like uh, it was just a few moments ago. I know. Should I read it again? I mean, if you want to confuse our audience, go for it. Yeah. Because uh, here we go. You're going to learn the one question you have to ask. If you don't ask this question, you'll likely lose your wife. If here's where it gets complicated. If you ask the question and don't follow through, well, let's just say your hero's journey could be over for sure. It's amazing how quickly you can just flip into like intro voice. I know. <laughs> I do have it. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I have an intro voice. <laughs> I had no idea. So, so the second part of that intro is what we're going to deal with now because this is the all-powerful question. It is like the nuclear bomb. It has a ton of energy. Like a good, a good nuclear bomb. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I said it and I went, well, that was a dumb analogy. Goes, well, nuclear energy, hey, nuclear energy powers cities. It's very true. But so I should say it's like nuclear energy. There, that <laughs> it could be used to power a city for good, mm-hmm. or it could be used in a bomb for bad. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know what voice was that? It's like the character from a... <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, hi, little boy. <laughs> from a Simpsons. Am I allowed to talk about the I, Simpsons? I don't know. On a Christian, semi-Christian? We're not even a Christian show, are we? <laughs> we try to be. I think it's from Family Guy. Yes, it's from Family Guy. <laughs> not that I know. No, we would never watch such horrid television so here's the deal it's like this question is all powerful and it is like nuclear energy so if you if you do it right with the right attitude and the right heart then it'll be used to power your relationship for good Mm -hmm. well if you ask this question and your wife says wow thank you and honestly you could do this Mm -hmm. or i need to hear this or whatever right and you don't follow through with the roadmap given you, done. You've almost virtually guaranteed. Yeah. Now it's like a nuclear bomb, mm. which is not cool. We have all that strain and stress. Of course, we've said this before, but we record these podcasts out in advance. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, we're in all that scary tension with North Korea. They yeah. keep launching junk into the air and they say they have a hydrogen bomb and blah 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 man i really hope nothing bad happens from now and when the show how uncomfortable will this podcast be yeah but but what i'm saying is obviously if if you don't follow through with what she shares it's done 
Mm-hmm. It, your your journey is practically guaranteed to be over. Now, yeah. you know if 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 anyone remembers the last Super Bowl that featured the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. uh, going I think it was like even into the fourth quarter they had like a twenty four point lead or a whatever it right. was it was huge Atlanta was winning and 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 they shared the statistical likelihood that. The Patriots could come back and win was like, you know, I think Atlanta was 99.7% they were going to win the game. Yeah. And the Patriots pulled off a miracle and ended up winning. So that's about where you're at. Yeah. If you don't follow through, you're at a 99.7% chance of this relationship being over. So do not, under any circumstance, ask this question if you're going to be unwilling to follow through with what your wife shares. Because you will have to deal with nuclear fallout. Oh. Long-lasting ramifications. That was nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. To your radiation. Yeah. It ends up radiating from this one point. Yeah. And damaging not only your immediate relationship, but relationships around you as well. Others. Wow, man. I got deep. (laughs) Way deep. I don't like it. So here's the deal. If you don't, it's done. Because it is. It's like setting off an atom bomb. And and I think maybe even potentially the biggest damage is going to be, if you don't follow through, it is uh, probably going to confirm the worst negative belief she has about you. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, if you're in a place where you're trying to win back your wife, it's, it's not good. So she's definitely, if she's right. threatened to separate or divorce or kicked you out of the home, she's clearly not thinking overly positive about you. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you do this really loving thing. Hey, what can I do? And if you don't follow through, she'll go, I knew it. Right. See? This it just is seems proof. like lip service. Yeah. Well, and it would be. Right. Well, and because I think here's the, here's the danger as well, is people going into it, Thinking like, yeah, like I, I want, I want to do, like I want to serve whatever she says. So you're coming into it with the idea of like, yes, I'm, I'm going to serve. But then it's, it's either something that is you feel like insurmountable. It's it doesn't become a priority. Yeah, because what if she goes undo all the damage from the past twelve years? <laughs> right. Okay, clarifying question: Could yeah. you list the damage? <laughs> and do you have a time travel machine? <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's, you know, it's funny you should say that because that is an incredibly common negative belief from guys that have to ask that question. Well, I can't ask that because she'll be unreasonable or she'll be obnoxious or she's going to give me something that's not right or it's sinful or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you right now and I'll tell, I tell them the same thing. I'm going to tell the listeners, stop it. Shut it. That's <laughs> I'm trying to think, and I mean, I've been doing this 24 years, mm-hmm. and you know, my memory is incredibly unreliable. I'm like a <laughs> leaky, rusted out vault <laughs> that can, can that can hold nothing. But I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of a spouse who has ever, when asked that question, that has ever responded with an unreasonable request, hmm. ever. 
I know my wife once, and we've shared this before, but when I messed up the birthday invitation for David, and I said, David wants cash. Remember that? I put it on the cover of the birthday card. (laughs) I don't remember this story. Amy had approved the birthday card. I designed it myself. Mm -hmm. It had ninjas and super cool things that David was into at seven. And she looks, she's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You've done such a great job. And I got the permission slip on the birthday card Mm -hmm. for the jumpy house. And she's like, I can't believe it. She was going to an intensive. It was in the morning. She goes, print it, fold it, put it in all the parents' box at school. I went, done. I'm, 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 I'm like command about to hit the P. Yeah. And David comes in. Is that my birthday invitation? I'm like, yeah, dude. Jumps up on my lap. I'm like, hey, do you like it? He's like, I love it. It's amazing. I go, so you wouldn't change anything? (laughs) And he goes, no. Asking the seven-year-old. Yeah, no, dad, no. Well, I mean, did you tell them what I want for my birthday? I was like, how did I leave that off? (laughs) Sounded logical to me. (laughs) It's a birthday party. I go, bro, what do you want? He goes, I want cash. Hey, I straight up (laughs) high-fived him. I'm like, bro, genius. We high-fived. The only place I could fit it was on the cover, and I made a banner. No. And all I could fit in the banner was David wants cash. <laughs> Never occurred to me that might be received negatively from our friends and school people. So there's like 50 boxes I put this thing in. Printed it, folded it, put it in. No. Wasn't until like three that afternoon waiting to pick the kids up mm-hmm. that the Lord was like, hey, uh, yeah, the invitation was a bad deal. Wait, what do you mean, God? And I asked a friend sitting next to him. I was like, have you looked at your birthday invitation yet? She's like, no, I just, I'm sorry. I just stuck it in the purse. I went, would it be weird if I said David wants cash? And she goes, what? Wait, what? She pulls it out. She goes, what have you done? I went, oh, I don't know. Is that inappropriate? She's like, Michael, does Amy even know about this? I went, no. I added it after she left. She goes, she could never find out. She didn't. I went, I feel like my life is in danger. So I didn't tell her. What? Oh, heck no, man. So when when did you find out? At the party, I guess? Yeah, the party was a week later. (laughs) And here's what's good about me. You know, I'm high ADD. And that day, I did feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I knew the right thing was to tell her, but I was afraid. (laughs) And then I went to bed. Next day, not even a thought. Seriously. Like, the whole thing was gone. Didn't think about it until we're at the birthday party. People are coming into the bouncy house. And they're all carrying uh, envelopes only. And I'm literally going, that is weird. No one's bringing any, oh, no. (laughs) And then that that friend who said she could never find out, she She came in with a paint can that her kids had decorated Mm -hmm. filled with $20 of nickels. (laughs) She came in shaking it. She looked at me because Amy and I were kind of on opposite sides of the bouncy house thing. She looked at me, she's like, ha, ha, like smirking. And I'm trying to go, hey, you don't know my wife. This is not going to be funny. (laughs) Like, she is, there's no, she's like, I mean, goes up to my wife and says, your husband made it so easy to shop for David this year. She said that. And I'm looking at my wife's like, oh, okay, why, why, I don't, why? And she hands, she's like, "Mm, okay, Nichols. Oh, did you not? She pulled the invitation. (laughs) No. And right when she saw that, I promise you, and I'm not making this up at all, which sometimes when I say that, it makes me feel like there's a lot of other stories. I just make up stuff. (laughs) I really don't make up these things. I hid. 
I ran. Really? I ran. One of the big things was like a castle. Yeah. And I ran behind one of the pillars. <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, there's a scene. Right. And it's happening. And it, there's a hurricane. Oh, that was bad. Bad analogy. There's a storm coming. And I like ducked behind. And then I peeked back out to see where she was. Couldn't find her. And you turn around. She's behind you. She was. <laughs> she really was. I jumped. I was like, oh, where'd she? She's like, oh, and it's a great story. And I've shared it on Love Talk, I think, on the timeout one. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the website, just search Love Talk and you'll find it on the timeout <laughs> session podcast. Uh, and so, so <laughs> I know it wasn't one of my finest moments. Here's the thing if you did that, so you and Shauna, when Shauna do, can we on, talk about this? Y- sure. On the, oh, that was hesitating. On the 12th, October, October 12th. 12th. So, so by the time this aired, you could be a baby boy. Nope, that nope. doesn't make any sense. You're having a girl. <laughs> I was trying to say a baby daddy. But then I'm like, that's still not the right reference. <laughs> you could be a father of a beautiful young girl. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> so <laughs> so, uh, so here's my point. Because people get paranoid. That was a super long sidetrack. But you hadn't heard the story, and you know I love right. stories. <laughs> You are paranoid that if I ask the question, they're going to be unreasonable. I'm telling you in my experience with hundreds of couples through intensives, thousands at seminar, I have never really experienced someone being unreasonable about what they would like to happen to repair hurt. I just don't run into that. It could happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's rare. Right. So the chances of you... Getting like, you know how you can make this right? You could go kill yours. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's very unrealistic. So that night after the birthday party, because we called a timeout, Mm -hmm. thank God. It's a good call. Yeah. She did, actually. She did a great job. She was like the hero in that entire story. (laughs) I I did everything Clearly, you were cowering behind a castle. I was a coward. I was a liar and uncouth, I think is the word. Oh. And so when when we drove separately, I got home first. I put the kids upstairs. I'm like, listen, no matter what you hear, don't come downstairs. <laughs> right. And then the second Amy walked into the back door, I validated, right, which we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I can't even begin to imagine the level of embarrassment that you must be feeling. Her shoulders relaxed. She actually said, I really appreciate hearing that. So I set a good tone. Yeah, good job. And then I asked. Mm-hmm. I learned. I actually do this stuff that I tell you people. And I went, hey, I want to know how I can try and make this right. Like, is there anything I need to do? And her first response was, honestly, I would like you to apologize in person to everyone who got that invitation and make sure they know I had nothing to do with it and Mm -hmm. that that you realize that was a really weird thing to put on. How does that sound to you? Does that feel unreasonable? An uh, apology to every single person sounds completely reasonable. Being able to make that happen face-to-face could be difficult. There you go. So I would agree. I didn't think it was totally like an unreasonable thing to ask, but that's so funny. Our brains are similar. Because <laughs> my first thought was crud. I, I, that could take me a year and a half. I mean, I don't even know the majority of the people that got an invitation. Right. But my first response, so so 
why I think this is important, gentlemen, is if you ask the question and something comes back that feels over the top or a little unreasonable, mm-hmm. your first job needs to first validate what they've asked. So my the, the first thing out of my mouth was, wow, hey, listen, that feels over the top. That's kind of heavy-handed, <laughs> you know? But that's not the first thing. The first thing was, hey, totally get that this is bad. It's super embarrassing. And you really need me to go to everyone who got the invitation mm-hmm. to make sure they know you had nothing to do with it. And then just to apologize for the rudeness of it. Yeah, that really would. that That's like the main thing I need. I went, okay, I hear that. Can I just, here's my one concern. You know, I don't obviously know exactly what I said, but it would have been similar to this. Right. My Here's my fear is that, honey, that could take a year or more because that like 50 people got it and 45 of them I really don't even know. Right. Because that's and, like the stage you just yeah. invite the whole class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, ah, can I maybe, you know, I go, I just feels like, this would take me a very long time to do it right. Mm-hmm. Would you be open if maybe I kind of did our top friends and our neighbors? And and I offered it. Now, look, I'm telling you, if she had said no, I need that all. I just would have started at it. And my guess, yeah. six months in, if I'm genuinely trying to do it, she probably goes, okay. you know, right. And it wouldn't even be six months. I mean, I'd. It wouldn't take very long for her to be like, "Wow, okay, that really, <laughs> right? That really yeah. is unrealistic." Um, but she didn't. She was reasonable. She's like, "I get that. I do." Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, that could be a win for me. So, gentlemen, you can you can validate it and then say, "Hey," but boy, be careful. Be very careful. And here's what I would say: if if you do feel like it's unfair or unhealthy. Then just validate her mm-hmm. and say, hey, I am so sorry. But I'm trying to think, like, without an obnoxious example, like, what would be a sort of unreasonable but not a total farce thing that a wife could say to I, I mean, if I mean she it's was also like, so circumstantial, too. Huh? Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's what's so funny is it's hard for me to even come up with a realistic, unfair request, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if she goes, I want you to, you know, move to Nigeria and never come back, you could be like, hey. Well, like, say, for the birthday example, if if Amy was like, um, I want you to, um, you know, in person deliver an apology to everyone and return the cash uh, that okay. was given um, and- to David. And somehow the I want you to wear a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just want to wear a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a win. Do <laughs> you imagine so being a tutu? I would rather not. I don't want to either. So something like that, that like, it's still, it just takes it, things a bit too far. Here's the deal. You may have a hang up with it if it feels punitive. Yeah. So if she comes across punitive, mm-hmm. like, oh, I may have come up with one. Let's say the guy had an affair. Okay. And maybe they have like a, well, frankly, any age kid (laughs) wouldn't matter. To make this right, you need to sit down with our son and tell him exactly everything you did with that other woman. He needs to hear it from your mouth. And obviously that's punitive. 
mm-hmm. that is totally unhealthy to do with the child. Right. Yeah. And that's something I could I could potentially see a really angry wife mm-hmm. if she hasn't really been doing a good job with forgiveness and etc. Wanting to do that. I yeah. could. You know how 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 like how how many minutes have we gone? Oh, all the minutes. Thirty five. Oh, that's not too bad. Well, I don't know how long this will take. It shouldn't. But I recently, and I won't give names, but I recently read a very large head of a ministry, a female. Uh, Someone said, hey, did you hear they're getting divorced? And I was like, what? That's crazy. And she has a very large ministry to women. Mm -hmm. And so I went to her website, and she made a statement. My friend, I was like, what are you doing I mean, she literally outlined what her husband did and why she's divorcing him. Mm. They have a grandchild, children. I mean, I went, Mm. what in the world? That is so inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. So that could be a realistic thing. Yeah. You know, that they're just angry and they're wanting to lash out and they want you to suffer. And so if that was to happen, you can call a timeout. You can say, hey, I know that you're really hurting. I that though what you've asked of me feels wrong or it feels punitive in nature or I I don't think that's the best idea to go to our kids and tell them right. and pack everything I've done wrong. Um, can we please go talk with someone about this? That's that's really the only move you have. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? I'm telling you, that leader man. I was like, what is she doing? Like, dude, yeah, that stuff. You just don't do that. You don't air that level of what's sad is she aired all of his dirty laundry and presented herself as perfect, which is never the case. Never. I mean, I'm telling, yeah, I'm, I haven't, yeah, I've counseled a lot of affairs in my day, 24 years, and I don't think I've ever come across one that both parties weren't involved in the breakdown of the relationship. Right. Yeah. So no matter what happened, obviously, there's no excuse to have an affair. However, they rarely happen in a vacuum. There's, there's yeah. usually cause and effect. For sure. All right. So say, let, let's say I go I go talk with Shauna. Um, I, I ask her, um, how can I follow through? And she gives me, like, legit things. Yeah. What are barriers that I have to overcome um, that might cause me not to follow through? Yeah, because that's big, right? We know. Yeah. If you don't follow through, you're dead. So, well, I mean, Casey, yeah, that's creepy. We could talk about him for days. That's our other friend. Well, the the biggest thing I think that would prevent someone from following through is, you know, pride, arrogance, selfishness. You know, it's like, I don't want to have to do anything or I don't need to have to do anything or why do I have to? What about what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you? I actually had a guy who had been kicked out of his home for being emotionally abusive, yada, yada. And why, why am I doing that today? <laughs> I, don't know, I give you permission to throw objects at me the <laughs> next watch time. Them? Ooh, scissors. Yeah, there's a good one. There really are a pair of scissors in Seth's sand. But he, he got kicked out for emotion and a knife. This is going to be a bad podcast ending. And he gets kicked out for emotional abuse, and it was legit. And the next thing you know, this guy's looking at me going, what's she going to do to win me back? I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to win nobody back. It's like, yeah. dude, you don't get it. You don't get it at all. So pride, arrogance, selfishness is going to be a major killer. 
you might not follow through as well because you're stuck on the details and the facts. You just don't think which. <laughs> That's what I wish we had a video camera so you could all see Seth smirk like that would be mine. Yeah, it would be a combination of stuck on the facts and the in the pride of like, well, I'm not wrong. Yeah, because these facts clearly show that I'm vindicated. Totally overreacting here, little lady. Which is why you're losing her, by the way, in the first place. Right. Yeah. And so, it, it, don't get stuck on the details and the facts. Let it go because it's not about all that. It's about the buttons, as we talked. It's mm-hmm. the feelings. It's the things underneath. She's feeling rejected, abandoned, disconnected, unimportant, dishonored. You can find lists. Yeah, we have them everywhere. And so, and, and then again, if you do think it's unfair or punitive in nature, what she has asked, I'm telling you, if it were me, I would flat. I wouldn't say I'm going to go do that, but I would say I. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're asking. Can you just, can I have some time to pray over this to see how, how to do it? You know, something to that nature. Yeah. And then I go sprinting to a mentor, to a pastor, to a counselor, to a trusted friend to go, hey, this is what she's asking. Does that, it feels punitive and totally messed up to me. How do you feel? And then if that ends up getting validated from healthy people, then I can go back and go, hey, could we talk with someone about this? Yeah. That's really all you can do. But, I, you know, that that's rare. I Do not expect that you're going to get something unreasonable. Right. And I feel like... That'd be like, I'm going to walk out today and get struck by lightning. Right. This is yeah. not going to happen. It and, could. And I feel like, uh, guys, if, if we're... Or who? You know, women as well. If you're going to go seek counsel and you're talking to this, this third party... Um, be careful to make sure that you are presenting an accurate portrayal of what's going on. I agree. Here's what I'll say. Cause this is why I said, go back and say, can we talk together with someone? Cause yeah. you're right. Yeah. Your attitude and heart to be, I need to be fair about how I'm presenting. Yes. Realistically, you're not going to be near as fair as you think you're being <laughs> right now. And I'm saying that you're not intending it, but you know, I mean, deep down, we want to benefit somehow. Mm -hmm. I want to look better, sound better, feel better. So that's why you don't just go talk to someone and go, they said it was totally wrong what you're at. No, you go back and say, hey, can we go meet with someone to figure this out together? Yeah. That's all you can do. So a hero's action. This is how we end each one of these hero's guide to winning back your wife. A hero's actions is what you need to do. Moving forward from this podcast episode, make sure you get the wording down before you speak to her or ask the question. What do you mean like the wording? Like put some thought in what you're going to say. Okay. Like I can say these things pretty good because I've been teaching it for over 20 years. Yeah. You haven't. So you better write a script. You don't necessarily read that thing, but you've got to put time and energy and prayer Mm -hmm. into the timing of it when you should ask. And then what you're actually going to ask so that you have it down before you go. Don't try to wing this thing. You're probably right. going to blow up in your face. Yeah. I mean, just you, it's a lot easier to let the emotions of the moment exactly. uh, cloud your thinking and how you're going to convey the question that you have and things like that. Absolutely. Then ask the dang question. So don't wimp out. Yeah. Don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant. Ask the question, and then lastly, obviously, 
follow through. Follow through. We don't want that nuclear bomb going off. No, 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 you don't. You want the nuclear energy that could eventually, (laughs) if you know, unkept blow up as well, but still (laughs) we won't follow that analogy. Bad analogy (laughs) all the way around. So that's it. There's some important things we like to tell our listeners at the end of each podcast. There's something really big at the end of this one that I'm going to say. Oh. But they're going to have to keep listening. Okay. All the way through these little things. So what is one of the tools, Seth, that we have for the listeners that's totally free that they can download? Oh. <laughs> that they can download on their smart device. That's our Mar- Read Not Your Marriage app. <laughs> really, you almost totally blew the name, did I, I almost did. <laughs> yes, we have a wonderful, amazing app for all your smart devices that everyone carries with you daily in your pocket probably right now yeah probably listening to this podcast on that device yeah so download that reignite your marriage app there are super cool things has our love talk system and that has the list of all the buttons and it's just it's actually yeah there's been thousands of downloads of that thing i've been really proud of it you can view all the notes from the shows on the app as well yes you can And then don't forget about our online library of amazing courses. So I personally actually um, digitized all of our past video series and then converted them to very cool, powerful online courses. So you get the video, you get the workbooks on an online system. You can use it with a small group or a Sunday school class. Pretty nifty. Or individually. Or individually. you know, personal growth. Yeah, so check those. There's actually some really cool free ones. There's the free course, Discover the Number One Reason Relationships Fail. Mm-hmm. And then I also have actually Love Talk as a free course. Really? Hello. Learn how to love talk. I know. Learn how to communicate. And let us know if uh, the show, you enjoy it or don't, uh, go to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps others find us and lets us know if we're getting you the content that you want and need. Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. And the thing that you want to say? By far one of the coolest things I have ever done in 25 years of helping couples is launch this VIP Inner Circle membership. Check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP. Get 24-7 digital coaching from me, yours truly, Michael Smalley. Find a community, find other people where you get to interact with me every single week. You get to ask your questions. We get to have conversations about the things that matter most to you. Again, check it out, smalleyinstitute.com slash VIP.